Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. I got a special guest in the building. Got Randy Rosario. What up, though? Hey, what up? What up? What up? What up? Yo, I. You know what? I got something special for you. Of how we gonna do this whole yeah. episode, right? Yeah. So Randy is a. You know what? I hate the little titles that we have to like say because you like you're you're an entrepreneur. Uh, the, yeah, I, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also uh, an employee now too. You you're an employee, entrepreneur, employee. So before that was not really a. Well, I would say that was a thing. Yeah, I think it's always been a thing, but usually it's frowned upon. That's what Where happened. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Like, y'all, guess what? I got some benefits. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. being an entrepreneur out here, man, Listen. people don't know how the the real is out here. That's funny you say that, though. Growing up, my dad my dad had a landscaping company, and we worked. Uh, I was out there probably since I was like 10 years old, and he worked at GM at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he would come home from GM um, and then get the trailer, hook it up, and we go out there and cut grass, and he would, he would go back to work, and so that was just the thing. And then we got to this time period where entrepreneurship was like this, like that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't have a job and being an entrepreneur. And now I'm like, man, my dad had mad hustles and yeah. stuff, and working a full time job. So yeah. is that kind of how you feel about it? Uh, so initially, I was I was a victim of the. You know, you can't, you can't have, you got to be an entrepreneur. You got to figure it out, get it out the mud. Mm. And recently, I think just from maturity and experience and just my own, just living life, I realized that, you know, I look at entrepreneurship like the jungle. And when mm. I had to become an entrepreneur or when I chose to become an entrepreneur, um, I was like, oh, I'm a lion in the jungle. Now I got to feed myself. I'm not a lion in the zoo no more. So mm. I'm like, I'm a big dog. I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also being out big trauma and big <laughs> issues, and, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and big anxiety. So And, and people mad at you because you're not doing the, what the they, things that they would do as yep. an employee. Like you getting that straight paycheck every two weeks with me i'm like shoot it, i may have a bad week that yeah. can totally mess me up for yeah two I'm, months. I'm, I'm gonna eat noodles for about this I'm, the rest of this quarter i'm eating noodles i'm gonna <laughs> holler at y'all next right. time i actually but i was just talking to one of my uh one of my coworkers about that yesterday about how my perspective on just that statement alone of you know being a lion in the jungle opposed to a lion in the zoo i would say that in a way and like demean the lion in the zoo like he still ain't had the teeth and the power that he mm. have like he's just in the zoo he cho- he's not choosing to be there but that's just what yeah. it is and that's what i've always looked at employee employment as but now as an you know mother of three wife and entrepreneur with some season me under me i'm like yeah i could i can do both and there mm. there is a balance like yeah. i know that i've developed this skill and this craft that i know and i can apply it to this job now so i still bring my value i still can do my own thing and yeah, I just out. had this conversation with Dejanae, who you just met yesterday. I said, at what time did you realize that, um, because I worked at jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you work at jobs, you just typically, you're going to go in and you're going to trade your time. Yeah. And you're just going to do what they say to do, right? Absolutely. You're not really going in there with a real skill set that you feel is a skill set. Unless it's a, like, unless you're a career person. Unless you went to right. school, you graduated, that type of thing. Right. But other than that, so I, I was trying to look and think back, when did I even get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I got a lot of value. Mm -hmm. I learned how to do this, 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 and this. So what point in time did you 
start to see like I've gained a lot of skills being a lioness in the the jungle that yeah. I can go back to the yeah. cage. So I think I just started being open to like opening my eyes to it probably this year. Mm. So I've always been like I've had I had people offer me jobs before. Like last year I was offered a position, a six figure paying position, and I was like I'm not working for nobody. I'm <laughs> in the jungle. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, once I kind of made the adjustment in my thinking of, you know, you're not weak because you work for somebody else. Because mm. it, it's always like those memes you see where it's like you can build your dream or somebody else can pay you to build theirs and, yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. no, I can do both. Like I can I can handle and I can do both. I think I think the big the big click for me was was probably in the last couple of, of months where it's like I know that I've made I've done this for myself. I know I've, you know. Uh, develop these certain skills and, you know, uh, honed in on certain crafts and whatnot. So I'm more comfortable with making those statements and asking and standing in that. Because before it was just on some cocky, well, no, I don't want to work for nobody type thing. Mm. I didn't care what you were talking about paying me for real. Right. But now it's, I don't mind the working for somebody thing. And I'm comfortable in believing and saying, I know the skills that I've developed are actually valuable for anybody's company. Right. Yeah, because they are. Because we're in a new day and age too. With because again, you're you're really big on social. You understand that whole landscape. You have what over like close to three hundred thousand followers. Um, across all platforms, yeah, close to that. On Instagram, it's like two thirty six. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, it's like thirty six. Um, but beyond honestly, beyond social, uh, like just like the marketing, the concept in front of the camera, behind the camera, like just the advertising and strategy, like that's really like my strong point. Mm. And helping to actually build the business. Why I was actually given the put into the position that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. I'm the director of operations at a uh, record label called Workshop, okay. uh, founded by Dan Gilbert and Che Pope. Oh, and cool. basically, uh, you know, as a director of operations, like I'm pretty much hands on in most aspects of the company mm-hmm. and giving my input and helping out and basically everything I did for Oso Radio. Right. Your own business. I can do it for somebody else. Exactly. And I didn't get that. I didn't, I wouldn't have gotten that experience um, working for somebody else for real. Like I had to get, I had to get it out the mud, figuring it out. I didn't go to school. I don't have a degree in media, journalism, mass communication, broadcasting, none of that. I don't have a degree in anything. The degree that Mm -hmm. I would have had, had I stayed in school for an additional year and a half, would have been healthcare administration. Well, let's talk about my nine degree <laughs> that I don't have, and in all terms this of, success. Yeah, because when you when you're putting it into a position where you have to figure it out, mm-hmm. like then you're gonna go, you're gonna do more than the average person would do. Absolutely, you know, trying to figure it out um, because you're not just doing it to get a paycheck. You may wake up two o'clock in the morning and think, oh. I got this. Yep. But you wouldn't do that typically if you worked a, a job. No. You know, you'd be like, oh, I'm asleep. I'll yeah. figure that out yeah, when I'll I get on the job. I'll holler at tomorrow at right. 9 right. because it's not happening right now. So this is what I did with you. I went to your page. Okay. And I pulled off some uh, some statuses because, you know, your statuses are, are really good. And I want to go down because it, it's a mixture of everything that we're talking about. It's like a mixture of business, of mental health. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of relationships, uh <laughs> parenting so i'm gonna take some i'm gonna read them and we're gonna talk about these statuses okay so let me let me get one let's go here since we already on business if y'all don't stop paying people to file your ein oh please jesus christ (laughs) oh my god like seriously you can literally type in how to file an EIN on on Google mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the freaking free website is going to pop up yeah. if you don't stop Ugh, just yeah. try like I I think people just don't try it, the same way you can get it's the lack off, of knowing no it's the lack of wanting to know it's that, the lack of true. it's the yeah. lack of going to pursue the education that that's mm-hmm. what pisses me off the most because the same way you could take yourself on and get on Facebook and make a status to say hey y'all is it supposed to snow today is the same way y'all asking get on Google and search <laughs> what is the weather for today educate yourself yeah and people are people just are not into educating themselves for whatever reason it's so weird to me so it's i think it's a couple things so then let me go back to 2008 when i first opened our llc when we first started in 2009 we were just a dba uh-huh. we didn't have an llc yet i had my cousin and you gotta remember the internet is not what it was and oh no absolutely now in not. 2008 so i get a lawyer who happened to be a family member my cousin charged us a thousand dollars to file the llc right i'm still mad <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. mad. Give me where the camera at? Because, Give me that money back. Because once I learned, <laughs> yeah, 
how to at that point in time you had to go and get a uh, Michigan uh, what's it called a electronic sheet like mm-hmm. a Mich- Michigan elf sheet. Now you ain't got to do that, and mm-hmm. you can do it with was it fifty dollars for Elsie? Yeah, you charged me a thousand dollars, bro. Yeah, and at that time you try to find how do I do my LLC it wasn't like just straight cut and you pay for what you don't know yeah and that's what people end up doing is like with the EIN I know somebody who they'll do that for you too $300 and like you said it's literally free it's free it's free to go get your EIN I have a friend that does it and she tells me how much money she makes off of it and I'm like they are absolutely insane there's no way yeah so I think that too is is uh people people would literally come to my website and ask me a question that's literally on the website and it's just like it's because the the trauma and the stress that we're under and the, the amount of stimulus, brain don't work the same. I don't feel. I feel like even if they would have had it back then, it's still just the lack of self. The lack of self education is is a problem. Yeah. Because you will see, you will sit on Instagram and Facebook and scrolling and capturing and taking all that trauma, and you're not learning intentionally. Not learning. It's just you. You're going to put your energy and your time where you want to put your energy and your time, and they don't. They will rather. Make a status that they know are going to get going to get twenty comments on it, opposed to go just look for the information themselves. Exactly, a client will become a friend quicker than a friend will become a client. These are facts. Yeah, these yeah. are facts. I have I have made some of the bestest of my friends mm-hmm. through work, through me having you know through them pursuing me as their life coach or as their. Um, uh, you know, as coming to my my studio space mm. or anything, anything like that. I have I have a client that's that was that started out as a client literally, uh, probably four or five years ago, and we've she comes to Detroit to visit just to see me. Mm. She hangs out. She's been here three or four times. She's from California. Like mm. Nelly is. That's like my little sister. Yeah. And it literally was because I don't. So some people will see that and be like, yeah, because friends and family be hating and da 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 da. I'm not. I didn't. When I when I reposted that, I wasn't thinking that. I immediately saw that. Yeah, because you might have more in common with that person at that point. Well, that person is seeking you out for a very specific thing, and then too, they they actually they see the value you have and they respect the value that you have. Yeah. Typically, when you're growing up with friends and family, that's just Randy. No, I'm. Let me let me and let me tell you how even more annoying it is. That's just little Randy. Mm. My dad is Randy. Okay. So even the people that are this big, first of all, you like damn near six feet tall, if not. (laughs) You ain't nothing little. I'm I'm legit five ten, like a solid five ten. You feel me? Even the kids in my my family, this big, talking about some little Randy, come here, little Randy, can you help me with? First of all, y'all got to figure out a different name because y'all not y'all literally Mm. are are two and calling me little Randy. It's not gonna work that way. No, we not doing that. Mm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I just think, I think people, you know, you can receive it negatively, but most times, you know, I'm going to always be little Randy to my aunties. So, yeah, mm. how a, a older woman that might be a client of mine would approach me differently than how my auntie would. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's okay. I mean, I've had people come through the door and definitely become my friends. And, mm. and again, it's just back to that thing. They hey. see you. Yeah. You were <laughs> one of the first people to come to Inception when we opened up, what, five years ago now? So, yeah, that, that, that. I can see why that happens. So. Yeah, yeah, you're on um, the same wave. That person, you know, might be going through some things that's similar to you at that moment or mm. whatever, and y'all might just identify and click with each other and just might be on a wave, or you might just be attracted to that person's energy. Like, I've always loved your vibe and your energy, mm-hmm. and that's a great friendship. Cool, I'll take it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much where it comes from because it's idea because friends and family, those words that mm-hmm. they, uh, or just call family, mm-hmm. not even friends, because typically friends, that's a choice. Yeah. Family is not a choice. Yeah, no. That's no. just blood. Yeah. Right? That's just blood. But even like, well, why you don't hang out with your family like that? Well, just because somebody blood don't mean they res- you resonate with them. Yeah. Like, we might not speak the same frequency, and that's okay. And just because you're of the same culture. Like, no. I've made, oh, yeah, I've, no. I've have, I've made really good friends with people in other cultures, and we vibe, and how we vibe, now they still have their cultural Mm-hmm. backgrounds that they go through but we vibe across that spectrum so yeah. I can identify with that uh, I went to a school for high school called Regina and you went to Regina? yeah I graduated from Regina you played ball at Regina? I, I think did. we talked about this yeah, before I yeah. Did. yeah I did I did because I grew up on the east side you grew up on the east side yep right? yep um, so I feel like like what you said, like having friends outside of your culture and whatnot. Like I feel like I got a lot of that experience in high school. Mm. So I got to skip some steps when it came to, you know, college. Because a lot of times us kids that's from the hood or hood adjacent, 
we don't we get that culture shock when we go to you know the typical mm. college because it's mm. like whoa wait a minute where are these white what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with Shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Folks come from. Right. Who knew? You know, I got that experience in high school, so I kind of, I think it kind of gave me a little bit more of a, a head start on viewing how the world was really moving and mm. the, you know, sh- the crap end of the stick that we were getting overall. Right. But I made friends with people in other cultures, still do, for sure. One of my best friends from high school is white. <laughs> I mean, most of my friends from high school was white. <laughs> yeah, because Regina is pretty yeah. much an all-white girls' yeah. school, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so. That's an interesting uh, experience. Oh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Y'all really be getting online posting pics in front of your new house and car. Can't be me. Yes, no, corny. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. Keep it. I, 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 I took that specifically because being younger, my de- mom told me she said you're not gonna be living at home with a with a. Fifty thousand dollar car because you you know in Detroit them houses those little brick houses we grew up in yeah. twelve hundred square foot houses them yeah. houses at that time wasn't even fifty thousand and my mom was like no yeah you're not gonna be doing that right <laughs> you know what I'm saying um let me see let me go back though in front of your new car that's that's another thing too why do you want people to see your stuff that's so for me it's beyond <laughs> wanting them to see your stuff it's about safety like yeah why do you why are we so quick to like be like, hey, this is this gonna be me. Hey, like I think so. Immediately, my mind went to goes to when I see stuff like that because I just I like reposting stuff and I just be thinking about stuff. Mm. But when I see stuff like that, I immediately think about my experiences. One time, a guy DM'd me. Um, this was probably three years ago. He's like, yeah, I just saw you in that black Audi, and I was like, that's deep, bro. Like I didn't say anything. I think I, I think I might. I think I'm, I'm not gonna say I think I blocked him immediately, mm, um, just because it was. Scared you. It did. It was weird to me, and it just made me real uncomfortable. So mm. like stuff like that, I just, I got my, I was able to purchase my own, like my first vehicle last year. Mm. That was a big deal. Congratulations. To me. Thank you. Like yeah. cashed it out, like, yeah. and that was a big deal to me because usually, you know, it's either my husband paying for something or my dad. Like I was very much so, you know, spoiled growing up. My dad made sure I was good. But so, if, can we talk about that too as you continue? Yeah, absolutely. Like we're spoiled because we we hear yeah, what we does hear, that even mean? Yeah, look, like no, you yeah. were just like no, no, no. Can we please get into that okay, seriously? Okay. Uh, I think I'm so distracted at this point. We got to get into it now because okay. you are absolutely right. Because you get say you spoiled. spoiled, I'm like, well, what is spoiled? Because you're because because growing up, I had a car. Mm-hmm. My parents bought me a car. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't a brand new car at all. It was a used car. It was a car I didn't even like, but it was gonna take your ass from point A to point B. But some people would see that as spoiled. Yeah, absolutely. Or having a close relationship with your parents as 
mama's boy or daddy's Absolutely. boy. It's like, no, these are healthy. This is what's supposed to happen. These are healthy yeah, situations. I'm sorry you didn't so, get that. so explain so, more. What I want to talk about the whole first car thing and not liking okay. it. So my okay. mom, my mom cannot hold water. Okay, like mm-hmm. she is always been the person that's telling me my gifts that I'm getting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for my birthday, uh, my 16th birthday, I got my first car. It was a, it was a, t- a sable. You know, we yeah, every, I remember sables. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we all had the sables back in the day, mm-hmm. and we all had that particular color sable too. With the silver one? No, that that ugly seafoam green, a green, greenish, the, green one, yeah. the greenish blue. Yeah. So my mom, I'm at work at Manzella's Fruit Market. My mom calls me and she's like, "Your car here, your car here." I'm like, "Oh my god, really? Yes, it's not green, is it?" She like. Okay, see you when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> is it green like your sweater? No, see, this would have been okay. Olive would have been okay. This was like a pewter. No, the seafoam green is like it's more like a blue. It's like a bluish green. Like you, you would know the color when you saw it. You would. Mm, I promise mm. you, you would, because every tourist in Sable was yeah, this color. I yeah. will crap you not. It's almost like that ugly uh, green couch color from the nineties. It's just, it's ugh, like ugh, I don't like it. I don't want it. Mm. But in regards to um, the conversation of spoiling your child and things like that, I definitely was always told that I was spoiled growing up because I had healthy relationships with my parents, because I was able to, uh, they were able to afford opportunities and send me to private schools. And yeah, when I became of age to drive, I was able to drive any of the five cars in my household if I wanted to. That made me spoiled, not blessed. Because to me, that's just a blessing. Well, that's a we blessing. grew up in a very similar way. Went to went to a Catholic school. Went mm-hmm. to St. Martin de Porres. Okay, de um, Can drive any ho- car in the household. That's yeah. just responsibility. My parents wanted one. Um, those are all rites of passages too. Yep. You know, to be able to drive a car, go out here. But again, I used to always kind of almost feel bad for having good parents. I did too. I did too. I had I felt bad not necessarily for having good parents because my me we all had a good balance like as far as how my household was ran like very much I was very much so my parents' life coach back in the day hmm. like I'm I have been this person my entire life and hmm. that I know that that's how I know it got to be a god for real because your gifts is already in you they definitely are already in me and hmm. I know for a fact that I had I I picked my parents I know for Same. a fact like I feel like I like for a fact that I had to have picked them because. I don't I know I would not be this woman that I am today had I experienced half of the things and half of the traumas that I know people that have. You know, like even as far as getting a spanking, my mom and dad never spanked me. My mom smacked yeah. me one time and she she I'm sorry, mommy, I shouldn't have even said it. Uh, I shouldn't have brought it up, my bad. But she smacked me one time when I was like 14. And I was getting flipped at the mouth. So mm-hmm. I understand like as an adult, as a parent, I get it. Oh, now I get it cuz Ooh, child, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm. I understand it though, yeah. but when I think like if I that's if I say that to a to one of my friends or it just comes to the conversation, that I've never had a spank and they like, oh my god, that's why you act the way you act, and that's why what that's why I'm confident. Mm. That's why I feel like we should be able to have a conversation about everyone's point of view and feelings and things like that. Is that why I you know am an independent thinker? Is mm. is that what you're saying? That's why I act the way I act because I feel like. A lot of the reason why I'm successful is because of those qualities. Same, because you don't you. Now again, my parents were there's a, there's a statement called the good enough parents. Mm-hmm. My parents they were the good enough parents. They both came from very um, dysfunctional environments mm-hmm. where alcohol is present in the home. You know, um, there's a lot of kids in the home. There's drug dealers. There's hitmen. Yep. You know, over there on Davidson. And hey, my <laughs> like, mom and dad are from Davidson too. Like, yeah, they, my mom went to Davidson Middle School. Okay, like my dad they went to the middle school. They grew up around the block from each other. But it was, was street, uh, Orleans and Lumpkin. Okay, we grew up on Mitchell. Okay, yeah, right yeah. around the corner. Yep. So we, my parents grew up in that environment. So leaving from that environment, and I said this the other day when we were on this panel that. Mm-hmm. They grew up in an environment and they had the, they had an awareness at a young age like this shit is like not legit. Right. Like this ain't This is not what I want. No, like yep. y'all crazy. So yep. growing up, they get out of that environment, but be, even though they have that consciousness and being in an environment, they're still getting the residual trauma mm-hmm. and stress from being in the environment. So they have to get out of that, go and start to learn like my mom, I asked her she said before I had you guys, I had a an intention of how I want to parent. And now people call it starting calling this conscious parenting. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you 
but we're reactive. Our culture is very active when we have kids. Oh, I got a kid. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. See, my parents weren't like that. My parents mm. got like that, especially with my brother. My brother is seven years older than me. My mom and dad had him when they were 19. Mm. I got a very different version of my parents. So mm. my parents Because they've were been like, through him already seven exactly, years. Exactly. So mm. they were still very much so in the hood for even my first four, four or five years of life. We were still like in the heat of the, like in the, we're in this, you know? Mm. Um. But I think that they saw that they wanted certain changes. And mm-hmm. so they, 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 you know, took the opportunity and made those changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that, that, that looks like making sure I was occupied and I wasn't just, you know, hanging out in my neighborhood and things like that. So, yeah, I was in Girl Scouts until I was 16. I was in every sport, every season. So I was always busy. My mom, looking back, my mom literally gave up her everything to make sure that I am the woman that I am right now. Mm. My mom didn't, she didn't take girl trips and trips out of town and stuff like that. My mom was mm. like, uh, nope, I'm going to have my daughter. I'm going to be with my daughter. We can go out with the Girl Scouts or we can go out to dinner ourselves. Like, I became her little bestie. Yeah. And obviously through adulthood, it's, it's still that. It's really dope to me. But I definitely think that I would not even have the certain thinking. Like, the way I think and the way I process things is a lot like my dad. I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for them. And I, I feel bad for people that don't have that, like someone that they can genuinely identify with. That's why I end up mentoring a lot of people. Because I, it's not kind of I just feel bad. It's just, one, it's a part of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always like, if I can go learn something tomorrow, I'm going to teach you it. Mm-hmm. That's just a natural. That goes back down. I know that's a, just a gift. I don't, yeah. And I can't, I can't not withhold that information. Yep. Like, I'm not just going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta share. Yeah. You know? Um, Especially if it's information that's, like, going to better you. Like, if it's information that's, like, going to make yeah. you a better person, yeah, I want to share it that's, with you. And I'm excited to share it with you. That's all Inception is. Yeah. It's a, it's a place to better yourself. And it's like, ooh, I'm excited about it. You get to be better. And then I get, I get to this place where people, I'm like, you don't want to be better? Like, yeah. what? Like what's what's wrong with that picture? That's the part that's hard when you have to when you realize like it could be like your best friend or your favorite mm. cousin and it's like, oh, I'm offering all these outs so you cannot be the person that you're forcing yourself to be right now, but you don't want to be that. You want to be stuck in the stuff that you're in. Mm. Okay, cool. And for me, that's been my disconnect lately when it comes to mentoring and coaching. It's like. If I get, if I help you with res, like with solutions and you know working through things and whatnot, and it's still giving me the excuses and the oh no, but that, oh no, but this, but oh no, but that, I just value my time too much. I can't do it. I think that's what I've been um, on your page, um, and more recently, I've I've been seeing more of that from you. Is just this this desire to accountability. Yeah. And, and, oh and, yes. And, and that for we can start to shift out of because we've seen it with. See, when, when a certain person comes in our culture or let's say they're a Republican and they mm-hmm. say, oh, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, that's automatically a trigger for us to say, ah, no, what do you mean? I need help. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, when you really sit down and you look at it on paper, it's like nobody's coming to save you. At all. Never. And it don't matter um, whether you were victimized or not. Mm-hmm. Like, we can empathize that you were victimized. Yeah. And, and all of our people who grew up in very harsh conditions, like, yeah, it sucks, man. But then after the sucking, <laughs> what you got to do? Right. You got to heal from it and you got to figure out what's next. And and that's the part that, that's the part that's it's uncomfortable to talk about, but that's one of the most important parts because you're going to figure out what's next and that's part of your healing journey. Mm-hmm. And if you don't figure out what's next, you get stuck on where you're at. Yeah. And that's the part that's really been bugging me lately. Like um, as a mother, as a friend, just as a business owner, as whatever, as whatever title, I'm just sick of seeing people just make excuses on why they're at where they're at and why they're mm-hmm. not where they want to be. And that and that's the programming. Yeah. That's why I always call it the matrix. That's the hard part. It, yeah, and that's that's it's the coming part, to terms. And that's the part that's right I'm at right now where it's a it's a level of separation with me and some people that's, you know, been in my life for a long time regularly because it's I can't I can't I can't handle the energy. I'm at a place where I have not felt this good in freaking 10 years. Mm. 10 years. I've worked very hard to feel this good. The peace, this the the purpose, this mm-hmm. the just feeling grounded. Like I feel great. And I can't give my energy or take on energy that's not on that frequency. And that that feels very similar to me. Yeah. 15 years. When I was 2006-7, tw- I was dealing with anxiety and panic attacks and depression. Yeah. Like 
It took me 15 years to feel as good as I feel right now. Now, if we wanted to even go back deeper than that, I'm certain, honestly, I've never felt this good. Mm. If we're being honest. In your whole life. In my whole life. Mm. It's always been trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. Five mm. years old, my dad got shot nine times on birthday. Mm. Had to get uprooted from being the family that had the money in the hood with the full court basketball in the backyard and all that to having to basically be in hiding because you don't know if people are coming to attack your family. Mm. Um, and then after my dad gets out of the hospital and we're living our lives on a different part of the east side, way deeper east at this point off East Warren yeah. uh, and university, like that's a way, that's a whole, that's a different lifestyle change. Our whole family lived on that one street, Mitchell. My mama, my da- obviously our household, my dad's mm. sisters, uh, my my grandmother, like it was... That was that was our neighborhood. Right. So then we're you know then growing up, my dad teaching me, oh, make sure you you're looking in your rearview mirrors. Make sure you're not taking the same routes home. It's just regular trauma on trauma on trauma on top of being in the hood. On top of you know going to um, the different schools. So when I go back to the hood, I go to a different school. So now they looking at me like I'm different, like I'm weird because I got this uniform on, and they like, oh, you yeah. think you better than us because yeah. you got to wear that <laughs> uniform. Then I got to right. go to this. So that's just the trauma on trauma on trauma. Then it's the, you know, I go to the school now for high school and I'm a my like I'm a minority minority. Yeah. I'm a minority. Yeah. Y'all even hoop different. Like y'all play yeah. like y'all like They organize. Yeah. Like y'all like I hoop, <laughs> but y'all like y'all like hoop. Like y'all playing y'all ballet dancing or something. Like y'all just yeah. it's different, different. You know when I noticed that too? It's funny you say that. Growing up on the east side and I went to the Y. For the first time, that's in Royal Oak, the YMCA, uh-huh. and we thought, "Oh, this is nice, it's cool." I think I'm 16. My cousin moves out to Southfield, and we decide to go to the YMCA, but we're gonna go to the one in Farmington Hills and Orchard <sighs> Lake. First time out there, and again, we from the hood. We can ball, right? Got our asses kicked because yeah. them white boys was coming with fundamental. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, what? Like, they know like, the angles that they right, need, their right, shoulder like, needs to they be They setting yeah. strict screens and yeah. me and my homies, we just yeah. we we iso ball the whole time. Yeah. But that just that made me think at that time the access they had to certain things that, that we didn't have. Yeah, and that for me was especially now as a grown up, as a parent, especially seeing how things work. Um I know the sacrifice my parents took sending me to Catholic school, especially sending me to Regina. Mm-hmm. My daddy could have had an Escalade, mama could have had whatever car she wanted to at the time. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, the getting access to that definitely changed the trajectory of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Had I been, could I have been still successful going to CT or Rennie or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. But would I be this woman? Absolutely not. I couldn't get into cash. I wasn't smart enough. My mom and dad wouldn't even let me uh, do the DPS test. They're like, yeah, no. it's not happening. No. I got into Trinity, though, and Trinity actually offered mm. me a partial scholarship. My dad was like, yeah, no, we're not doing it. We're going to go to Regina. Mm. Yeah. I well, didn't even know what the being the minority was at the time. My older cousin, so, so That's a big shock, though, go so, from to Regina. I grew up with the same same core group of friends. We mm. all went to the same middle school, the same high school, and then after high school, it was like, yeah, I don't really like you bitches, bye. Um Sorry, <laughs> but it was the truth. Like it was just, it wasn't friendship. It was we were kind of all forced to be together because our parents, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but my cousin was a part of that group, and she she went to Regina. So my cousin would always. She's two years older than me, and I always want to be my cousin. My cousin Amber is just like you always like yo. You got one big cousin you just love, right? Mm-hmm. And I always loved you know Amber was my biggest influence. That was my, that was like my big sister growing up. So mm-hmm. she used to come home complaining about Regina every day. She hated it. I hate being the minority, and I don't like this, and I don't like that, and da 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 da. I didn't even know what being the minority was at that time. Mm. But I would go home to my mom and dad like, I don't want to be the minority. I don't want to go to Regina. Because <laughs> <laughs> you was listening to your cousin. Yeah, I was listening to my cousin. But looking back, like Regina was one of the best experiences of my life for real, mm. for sure. Yeah, my parents sent me to Deporas mainly too because uh, safety. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, young, man. You got to think, young black man at that time, I'm 98, graduating. I mean, we still, upon that time when people, I'm hearing a, a statement around, will I live to be 23? Yeah. That was a, yeah, that, that was, was a, a, that was the, 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 the feeling at that time being a young black man. So, like, I didn't, I didn't start to really understand it until now, but then thinking about a lot of our moves that we do as a culture. Uh-huh. Like it's all surrounding safety. 
Yeah. Like we don't feel safe. So when we talk about mental health and trauma, that's all it is, is you don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like too, you said you were coaching your mom and your dad being young. It sounds like you had a, a safe place to to voice. Yeah. And to speak. Always. And, be, and, and that's why you always <laughs> that's why you are who you are. What? Like, Absolutely. Like you be on stage, you say whatever the fuck I you want to say. I say whatever the fuck I, I want to say because who going to stop me? And what you going to do about it? You can't. Yeah. Number one, is a few things you can't ever do. Number one, you can never whip my ass. Mm. Be clear. I am from the east side of Detroit. And at this point, I'm 32 years old. I don't fight. I shoot. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that type of uh, can-do spirit and, you know, we look to people like the Charlemagne, yeah, even Trump, yeah, or uh, Charles Barkley. You're you're one of those type of figures where you're gonna say what you feel, and you're gonna apologize too if you do wrong. Yeah, like yeah. you're gonna hold yourself accountable yeah. to things. You're not going to just. You're not trying to speak to hurt people. Never. My intentions is. Ne- I have never right. been intention. I have. I take that back. As an adult, as this this version of myself, yeah, I have, right. I have right never, mm-hmm. I have never been intentionally hurtful. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's never been my intention, like intentions to harm someone. Like never, no, mm-hmm. that's never it. Yeah, no. Nah. So I got this one right here. That's uh pretty good. I let I let sex turn me into a father before love turned me into a husband. Now I'm correcting my wrongs to be a better man and a father. This is something you shared, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about that too because that was um. Because I hear you talk a lot of family dynamics yeah. now because if you got like you're married, you got married a couple yeah. years ago. Um, and I remember your situation before because yeah. you were you were married before, right? Or uh, you were engaged? I was, I was engaged. You're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think about that, that, that statement? <clears throat> I think that happens to a lot of people. I think that... Uh, in fact, this has been this has been a conversation across my platform for a couple of days now uh, because I feel like... We have to start being open and honest about the fact that we're dealing with people that we don't know. The, and it's happening so fast. You're talking about in relationships. Yes. Let's, let's really go into this because it's yes, a good Because you're dealing with people that you don't know. It's mm. happening fast. And a lot of it is because of social media. Mm-hmm. You're able to hop in someone's DM. They can message you right back. And then they can look at... The, uh, they have every opportunity to become the person that you, you want, want them, them to, to be, be if they just do the research on your page real quick. So they then give you that representative for two, let's say two weeks, but you've already slept with them because that's just the man of your dreams and Disney showed you that your Prince Charming was coming someday. Oh, beautiful. But then two months later, you realize that he's a whole POS. He talks to his mom like crap. He hasn't seen his kids in three years. He doesn't work for real. He wants to drive your car all day while you're at work and don't even put gas back in it. But that's because you did not do your research. You, you were too busy falling research. for the representative, mm-hmm. and you were too busy believing what you wanted to believe opposed to doing the research and getting to know that person. That's not just for relationships. That's, that's, for, cool. fri- that's for friendships, too, mm-hmm. and, and professional relationships. Mm-hmm. Friendships, too. People are liking pictures. Oh, you're cute. Oh, you're cute. Let's hang out. Dummy. That's not how friendships are built. You have, what's her, what, who she vote for? What's her morals like? Well, how's she healing from her childhood traumas? Mm-hmm. Well, who, what, how her mom and them doing? You know her mom and them? How she talk to her? Oh, she don't talk to her whole family? She don't talk to her whole family, but you think she's going to be a good friend to you? Ooh, baby. Okay. All right. People, we're very similar. People get mad at me for being like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, you ain't even put your foot in the water, your toe. You just cannonballed. And yeah. now, now that you're in there with sharks, yeah. now you asking... For yeah. life support, yeah. but you never looked at the water first. Mm-hmm. People, oh, we, you know, we got a relationship. We know each other for six weeks. Now we moving in. Good luck. Six weeks, or even six months. Y'all ain't even made it through a, a it, two. You ain't even six weeks. You ain't even made it two through. You ain't made it through two period cycles. You don't know her for real. <laughs> two period cycles. You don't know her for real. No, she go crazy on her period. So the knowing that I've gotten to 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 want to know it's it's the knowing, not just like. Oh, your favorite team and your favorite color and your, you know, where you went to school. That knowing is very surface. The knowing is I can look at your face and see the tension in your face because of something I said. I can tell that something triggered you. I can feel you. You're not, we're not even in the same room. I can feel you over there mm-hmm. and what's going on with you because I've taken the time to really one, to know myself first. Mm-hmm. That's first. So I'm a dancer. I dance salsa. Mm-hmm. And you have to lead. Mm-hmm. You have to lead the, the woman or 
now people lead other your, your partner. Partner, right? <laughs> right. I got you. Right. I got so, you back. We're gonna stay political. I gotta, correct. I gotta lead. So in the leading, I I learned that in dancing, when I didn't know how to dance myself, mm-hmm. it made it much more difficult to lead. Absolutely. The woman. So once I got to like really, and understanding who was leading me, mm-hmm. you know what leads me in the dance? What the music? The music, yeah. That's God yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, it's the music. I'm just flowing with yeah that energy, right? But in order to be able to lead you, I got I gotta get very in tune with me and and my steps. And once I start getting it more and more and more and more and more, now when I pick up somebody. I can one see what their ability is. Mm-hmm. See, we get in relationships, you don't even know that person's ability at all. What they can and cannot do. And now you're mad because they're not doing something that you want them to do, but you don't realize they don't even have the ability to do it the first place. Mm-hmm. But that takes time. That takes that takes you getting to know somebody, something you cannot do within six weeks. Y'all can text back and forth. All day. And, and texting really is not a way to learn somebody. Yeah, he, listen, David hates to text. Don't text David, okay? Just send him a voice memo or call No, I'm just saying, okay? like, anything emotional, anything that's emotionally charged, don't text me. Yeah. Like, let's talk. Yeah. You know, um, anything that can be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want blocks. <laughs> I don't want I don't want that because, I, I listen, all of my friends know, don't send me a text message with that's like longer than two sentences. Because mm-hmm. at this point, you knew it was a longer conversation. You knew you should have called me. I don't believe in those. I don't believe in long text messages or long comments. I'll I'll tell anybody on social media if you leave a long comment, I'm not reading that. Yeah, yeah. I had somebody send me something. I said, no, I'm not reading that. She's yeah. Like, oh, I said, I said, call me. Yeah. Call me when you're ready. And then they didn't call me because of because not. because this day, do you find too? Let me ask you: Do you find that people is a great way for people to hide how they really yeah, feel? Yeah, they mask they mask their emotions, they mask their their everything because they can, they can just put it in, they can just type it real quick. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Come be emotional to my face. Mm-hmm. You can't because you're scared to be that vulnerable. You're not scared to be that vulnerable on my phone with your bossy ass. No, be well, that vulnerable, well, and not even not even just aggression. It, even if you're expressing that you're you know uncomfortable with something or you don't like something, come be that emotional in my face. It's so gonna I be, can feel but it. it's gonna be better for me. Yeah, it right. Is. So because so then I can, I can feel, feel how that hurts you. Yes, and I know like that. I'm I'm my, my bad. bad. You know, I messed up. Right. Versus uh-huh. I mean, just like jinx, but yeah, yeah, jinx, but for jinx, sure. Damn, yeah. I ain't heard that yeah. in a minute. Knock oh yeah, what? Wood. Yeah, listen, yeah. my kids jinx me. They <laughs> jinx me and each other all day. Jinx. ABC lot can't talk. Boom. So you 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 got remarried, and um, a lot of these principles we're talking about you. Obviously, they're in your marriage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A lot of um, just things that I've learned throughout life and things that he's learned throughout life. We both, you know, I guess apply it now. But a lot of it, too, is just growth together. Like, Jeff has known me since I was 18. Mm. So he he knows the different phases. He knows me. And he knows me in different, different you know, Aspects. He's been my boyfriend. He's been my friend. He's been my business partner. He's been a client. He's been obviously my fiance, my husband, my daddy. Not you know all that mm. goodness. But yeah, we. Uh, I think I think that we just kind of apply both of our lessons and what we've been through in our growth to where mm. we're at now. Yeah, for sure. So then, by that time you get married, it's like you already he he's been through. All the seasons, and that's yeah. what my mom said. She said, "You, you know, you, you're talking to somebody. You got to at least see him through all the seasons." And she and she really means the real seasons of the weather because yeah. people, things change. Yeah. We change internally, yeah, hormonally. See, see how they handle that depression in, 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 the, the, in the winter, winter. Time. right? Because that might, I, and that's not me. That's not a shot of depression. Because honestly, I think we all on a depressed spectrum somewhere. But mm-hmm. in real life, how you handle depression might not be on the same frequency on what I can handle in my life. Because yeah. you might go complete cold and turned on and turned off. And I, somebody or, like me can't do that. Or how the summer come on and the pumps and the bumps season oh, yeah. and you MC Hammer and, and you in the G-string be, and you yeah. trying to get home. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that, oh that's know, what it is. So you got me in cuffing season yeah. and it's cold and then it's yeah. easy to be with one person then. Mm-hmm. But now all the sundresses came out and it's like you looking. And yep. So let's see how <laughs> your ability to uh, make a commitment. You know, it's it's almost like marriage is under attack too. Marriage and um, no, it's done. It's not that it seems it. It, it is. is absolutely you, marriage. You, marriage heard. is under attack. Um, having a job is under attack. Uh, any type of 
any type being of being a man, being yeah. a woman, oh, yeah. being, being a masculine man, being a feminine woman, yeah. being a feminine yeah. man, being yeah. a you know yeah. what I'm saying? Being a like, masculine woman. Yeah, Apparently like, I'm a masculine woman or whatever the hell all, that means. All that is under attack. But oh, yeah. so okay, you said you're a masculine woman, but yeah. how are you with Jeff? I'm a snuggle bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured that's how you're yeah. gonna go. You you yeah. you soften down, right? I don't feel like I'm masculine. I just feel like I don't take no crap. And by not taking no crap, it just that's how that's how like the word assertive. People mm. say that word and they use it like it's a bad thing. If mm. I'm telling you, hey David, nope, I can't do that next week, maybe the week after, that's me being assertive. And there's nothing that's, wrong that's with that. That's being assertive? That's to me that I can't do it this week, do it next week. Or if I was just like, can't do that right now, maybe next time. People will take that as Oh, that's it. Like, oh, she's kind of being direct is being is an issue. When well, you're see, I've been I'm direct. Yeah, so when you're but and I'm sure that you've been judged for being direct. When mm-hmm. you're direct, it's oh, you're rude or you're you know, you're kind of bitchy or you're just this. It's like no, I'm not rude. I'm literally just not giving you the fluff. I'm I'm gonna cut straight to the to the yeah to what the point is. Let's, you don't need to see my whole house. Let me take you to the bathroom. You say you had to pee. Come on. Or let's say this. Um, I'm late. I'm not going to go through this whole thing. I'm late because blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. oversharing, yeah. over like that. Like just come. Yeah. Just yeah. tell me what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that happens with, with us because childhood, we felt like we got to. We had to give that explanation, that explanation. and really, you know, really yeah. kind of make sure we don't do something to to get snatched up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's unfortunate <laughs> that safety, people. Safety, back to safety again. All this stuff goes back to that yeah. mom and dad childhood. Yeah, and you start to see. Y'all be messing y'all kids up. Stop whooping them kids, y'all. Stop whooping them and then stop, uh, stop thinking they're to be seen and not heard. Yeah. And stop acting like they're not a whole human being. That's a whole human being with the whole emotions and legit feels. And it's frustrating. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Conscious parenting is not easy. At, it's not. Sometimes it's easy, but like the moments where it's not easy, it's not easy. Mm. Like my daughter is eight, and she is sassy. Like mm. she is sassy AF. Okay, when she want to be, mm. or she just sometimes forget that she's a kid and uh, jump in the conversation on some adult stuff. And it's like, okay, wait a minute now. I don't mind y'all joining the conversations if we talking about stuff, mm. but you still gotta watch what, how you say what you be saying because you be talking like you my friend and you ain't my friend, little girl. Yeah, yeah, but that, but that, but that's cool because now you here's the boundary. Yeah, you crossing over like we cool, but we ain't cool. Yeah, we cool, but we ain't. I'm your mama. Wait a couple more years for that, cause no. I am coming to a point in my life now with my parents. Like my parents are like my some of my best friends. You know, but it's still that's still such a respect for my mom and my dad. But here it is, the respect goes both ways. Yeah, my mom don't ask me for money. My dad don't ask me for money. Uh-huh. They don't ask me what you doing, where you at, who you with. My mom, we used to stay in the same building. I lived on the first floor. She lived on the third floor. She never just knocked Popped on up. my door. Yeah. It was just respect. I had a key to her apartment. I never just went, open the door. I would call her, Mom, You, you is it okay if I come up? Yeah, sure. Because yeah. it's just like, it, that's just... That's just respect of boundaries because I don't know what she doing. She don't know who I got at my place. Right. You know what I'm saying? What I got going on. Right. I don't know what she got going on. I'm going to respect that. You know, I know some people feel like, well, we close and we can, and that's cool. Those, no, it's not cool. That's though, cool those if the, you feel that way. Because those are the same people that never respect your boundaries. The ones yeah. when you're making the boundaries and, you know, asserting and putting them putting them in place, the ones that feel like, oh, well, we so cool. Are you see the ones that's like, no, but I don't want to stick to your boundary. Why? I'm telling you that this is what I don't want and it, it makes me uncomfortable on any friendship that I've ever lost is all be, always been because it's been a lack of boundary or there's somebody yes. crossing a boundary and I'm saying okay like this is not cool I can I can definitely agree with that My, and it, it's not just one time either yeah it's a consistent and it's just like okay I gave you enough rope yeah to hang yourself yep to, so bye. to, to I don't even have to. It's mm-hmm. like you you know when people get to a place where they know they really messed up and they just really kind of leave on their own, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh yeah, the cuz the energy shifts. Mm-hmm. But as far as one thing that I think that we don't do as a community is we don't teach our kids about boundaries and things like that. I'm very intentional about that. Like so my daughter Sophia, she might let's say and it could be my oldest Dominic too. They let's say one of them is bothering the baby Chandler, you mm-hmm. know, and he's fussing or or even let's say Dominic is bothering Sophia and she's like I said I don't want you touching me or she does this I'll tell him like hey respect her boundaries she said she doesn't want you touching her right now and he'll take his hands away like you're right 
And this is it's just very intentional. And mm. I'll do the same thing with Sophia. And I know that they won't necessarily always get it right now, but that's something that I'm I'm planting mm. that they're gonna use and remember throughout their life though. No, respect I, my, my boundaries. My mom and dad have taught that and and it's visual too. Yeah. It's a visual boundaries. Like, you know, um too even if let's say Jeff does something nice for you, thank you. I appreciate you for doing that. It's like the acknowledgement to say just because we married don't mean I'm entitled for you to do something for me right. or vice Absolutely. versa, right? Like Absolutely. it's like I you know, it's it's kind of like you get together and you come whole. Yeah. You don't come half. I literally just had this conversation on Instagram live yesterday. And then you and then as your whole, what you provide to Jeff, what he provides to you, it's called extra. Yeah. It ain't it ain't yeah. it ain't your foundation yeah, of oh no. you know I need somebody to make me whole no you're gonna be waiting forever yeah you or make you whole or you gonna just keep on going through trauma relationships because you too busy trying to take from what that person genuinely has to complete yourself mm-hmm. and that's a needy greedy spirit. Having a child by a female that actually cares about being a mother is a blessing. It is. Where where are we at when it's time when we have to make statements like that? Um, we're at a place in time where a lot of people just are not being held accountable. I think that your hormones, your you you as a person completely change when you have a baby. Mm. I will give women that. Like I did, I I definitely I'm cutting a lot of peace with that because that's something I never did before because I didn't understand that until I became a mom. Mm. Your hormones go crazy. They do. Your life goes crazy for a second because when you give birth, you give birth to two people, a new baby and a new version of yourself. You mm-hmm. never go back to being that old version of yourself for real. At least mm-hmm. I didn't, and most moms that I know did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that a lot, of the, a lot of the conversations that come up in the community is always bashing the fathers. Always, oh, well, dads need to do this or dads need to do that or, mm-hmm. you know, dads need to be better this and he get to do what he want to do and all that, which is True, in a lot of instances, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. However, what about the moms that are traumatizing their children? What about the moms that are not intentionally trying to make peace in their lives so they know that trauma is pouring over into their children? Mm-hmm. What about the moms that cuss out their kids and call their their kids names? What about the moms that have abandoned kids too with their fathers? For example, it was a, a post that went viral, and I posted it yesterday, and it said it was a text message from between co-parents, and the girl said, "Come get your baby. I'm I'm having a hard time. I'm damn near ready to kill him." I saw that. This was at two thirty in the morning. She texted him. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she said, "I'm gonna kill myself," and then at ten thirty in the morning, she said, "He gonna mess around and be dead," and the dude texted the mom back like, "Who gonna be dead?" And she said, "You ain't stupid." And I find fault on both ends. Mm -hmm. The father is wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, that's not the first time she's expressed she needed help. And the fact that you you, you had the time to take this private message of someone being vulnerable and post it to social media. Oh, that person posted that. That. That yeah. person posted that. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that that yeah, yeah. person, the guy posted that. Yeah. Make no sense. Yeah, he posted with a long. <laughs> but he didn't call her. He, I don't know. Mm. See, I don't know these. Per- I don't. I don't know these people personally. Mm. But the conversation immediately went to how the dad was trash and nothing about the mom. Yeah, the dad was super trash for that. But we still gonna break down the fact that this girl just said that she wanted to kill her baby. Yes, mm. could that be postpartum depression? Very much so. But we also gotta know how old this baby is, cause we. I'm I'm calling the child a baby, but I don't know how old this child is. This child could be a 15 year old working her goddamn nerves, cause that happens. Mm. This child could be. Three or four, she could she could have anxiety and depression outside of whatever, but we still have to acknowledge the fact that she's not coping with whatever it is that she's going through in a healthy way, mm-hmm. and she has to find a healthy way to heal from what she's going through. And the conversation then turned to, well, maybe she grew up, you know, in a low economical space, and this is how she knows how to communicate. And da 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 da. Well, if we if we go that deep in, into giving scenarios to it, maybe the same for him. Maybe he wasn't taught well, to care about in people's emotions. Well, let's think about it. They're both together. Exactly. You don't. You rich we, people don't hang with poor people. Not often. Not ever. Unless they're tricking. I'm talking. About, <laughs> 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 I, 
that 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 was <laughs> talking about like homeless people. <laughs> like, but, but you just, ain't seen Pretty Woman. Man, you just made me. You just made me go down. Like, damn, they a lot of these chicks really like they tricking. Like they, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, okay, but but to your point, like your level of consciousness is going to attract your partner. Bingo. Period. Bingo. So. Or, or your level of healing, too, is going to attract that partner. And oftentimes you'll find someone, why did they attract that person? Why? That's mm-hmm. because they codependent to them. They're trying to, mm-hmm. they trying, they, the, the greater one has to get the le- le- lesser one, mm-hmm. if we're going to call it that, and try to, try to lift that person up. And, uh, and then that person just keeps doing all the wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but no, I, I just need to love you better. And I and I need you to acknowledge me and accept me. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a that's a nasty cycle that people get caught in from regularly. It. Yeah. And it sucks. And that's really why I've been on my healing kick talking about it publicly, because we can't just keep on pointing the finger at the opposite sex. Oh, men suck, men suck, yeah. women suck, women suck. Oh, women talk about how they feel. But what about what guys, how guys feel? We can't this is yeah. we we are ch- dogs chasing our tails at this point. Mm-hmm. I literally started my video out saying that both parents was wrong in the situation. The moment that I got that woman sent that message to that guy saying that she was wanting to harm herself, he should have responded and came and got that child. Mm. Even with me saying that, it was problematic to the women in my con- comments because you don't know what she been through. You don't know what she going through. You don't know. I don't. You're right. But if you listen to the whole video, I'm going to explain how I don't know that and mm. how, you know, postpartum depression is real and all that. But you're so quick to try to defend someone's bullshit because you've been on that same bullshit before. Well, it's their projection. That's really how they feel about their situation. Bingo. And, and, and the whole, I, I love Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. All of my listeners know that. Seek first to understand them to be understood. Mm-hmm. What are the real facts? Like, we, we got out, we, we in a really dangerous time where facts start to be like. It's a blurred like whether, line. Whether it's like somebody's emotions trumps mm-hmm. facts. Absolutely. Like your emotions, your Absolutely. emotions are valid. Absolutely. No, ab- but we your live emotions in a, don't... We live in a time where, where your emotions absolutely will trump facts if you deliver it the right way. Absolutely. And that's where we get that. You ever seen that movie on uh, Netflix called uh, Don't Look Up? Yeah. That's that's where we at. It's yeah. like It's like my emotions, if I can get emotional enough, that will stop the law of gravity. Yeah. Like what goes up comes down. No, it's not. That's not what it is. Mm-mm. And it's like you're lying to yourself, bro. Like you completely lie. Like you, but but people are willingly, willfully lying to themselves mm-hmm. and believing it. Like I used to say something when I was a teenager, and it's kind of, it's kind of a crappy statement, but it, I I still can, I still feel it a little bit. It's okay to lie to anybody else in this world, but the moment you start lying to yourself and you believe it, that's mm-hmm. where you start fucking up. Yeah. That, that, that we call that don't believe your own hype. Yeah. yeah. The moment you start believing that you really are what the the lies you're telling, mm-hmm. that's the moment you're starting to go crazy. I've met people like that. Oh, and me too. I, and I've disassociated myself with people like that because and and I see that the people who follow them is one person telling them everything how great they are. Yeah. Oh, you're amazing. You're great. And and I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you how great you are, but I'm also gonna tell you. Yo, this is what you're doing over mm-hmm. here. Like, what is this about? We can you know? do better in this area. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's and it's not just from a just let me just criticize you. Yeah, it's a it's a loving like. Are you aware that this is happening and yeah. this, this no, is stopping you from let's be reaching your purpose and getting to that next level? Yeah. Let's literally let's really get into that. Yeah, no, for real, people they don't, but they don't want that though. They would rather they would rather have the people that the yes men and whatnot. And in my experience, a lot of influencers that I've come across is like that. Where it's the you're one thing online, but you're another thing in oh, person. Yeah, that's sure. crazy to me. Like that's that's insane. To oh, me. I know some doing million dollar scams too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 not crazy. It's we've known people to do that offline. Now yeah. online, that's the part that's has scary. Taking you to a whole nother level. The part that scares me the most is you literally can get online and pretend to be. If I want, if I change my name right now to Dr. Randy Rosario, mm-hmm. y'all gonna say congratulations, sis. I ain't got to show right. no degree. I ain't got to do nothing. I can tell y'all I graduated and this is what it is. This is who I am now, and y'all gonna say congratulations. I follow a lot of our black pages. And I followed the strategy that most people started. That's how I went viral in the beginning because I followed the strategy. I put put a title at the top, mm-hmm. Mother and Son Makes First Mental Health Gym. 
Now, me, I'm a person of character. I'm not going to be lying about stuff that ain't real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they hit me up in the inbox, like, hey, get this press, and you can be in Forbes, and you can be in mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, yo, if y'all don't want to come and let me in based on my my credentials and what I've done, then I don't deserve it. I don't want to pay to be on the, mm -hmm. the Fortune 500. I don't want to pay to be the New York Times because you can pay to be on all these oh, and yeah. people don't know it. It's just... Yeah. Everything, everything... Let's get it's, how, it's the let's way to try into, to build social in, proof for people to, 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 to... So back to the thing. I made that post. Mother and Son makes first mental health gym, put it on all these black pages, went viral. And then I started seeing over time, like, start seeing... More people follow that strategy, right? And, mm -hmm. and then I'm starting to read some of the stuff like this person is a multimillionaire and this person is a multimillionaire, and I'm just like, you know, if you go look at their books, Randy, they're not multimillionaires. Yeah, you know that's not true. We talking about people who now we 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 don't even know that we can go do our LLC and get our EIN. Mm -hmm. Now you're doing that because that's what people use to try to get social proof out of people, and mm -hmm. I think it's. And even in, I, I can't stand people who sell stuff on how to do stuff in terms of marketing yeah. or making money. Because everything's going to be different. And that's why I've kind of, I've always kind of ran into like a brick wall when it came to, like I do classes like how to develop apps and how mm -hmm. to do vision boards or how to write a book and things like that. But I even run into brick walls with that because every book is different. Every app is different. So mm -hmm. it's like, I be feeling like, I want to, like, I be feeling like I'm, I want to, like, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one session with everybody that even still booked the classes because it's like, okay, well, let, yeah. let's still, what do you, cause I think that's that, that's something we probably have in common. One, this is the, the need to help people, the want yeah. to help people. Yeah. Because I still am like, okay, yeah, you took this class, but let me see what you did from what you learned in the class so I can just kind of help and, you know, fix it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, let's leave with this last question. This, this last one really kind of goes into the conversation we've been having about, you know, we got to relationships, me and you need to do another one fully on relationships. We can. So a lot of people are bitter and scorned because they allowed the wrong person that they knew was the wrong person around them into their energy, into their spirit. You laid up with someone that you knew was a liar and cheater, and that was that wasn't the devil. That was your free will making bad decisions. That's why I say we we yeah because we literally it, I can. Walk out of here and bump my my leg on the door. Somebody be like, "Oh, that that's the, that devil be busy." Mm -mm. No, I was not paying attention to what I was doing. Yes. No, the devil is not busy because your DTE got cut off. You just didn't pay your bill. Mm -hmm. You weren't busy working. Mm -hmm. You weren't busy calling to make a payment schedule. So yeah, the energy. It, it's the funniest meme I ever saw. It's the devil surfing, and it's like the uh, the devil busy, and it's like the devil saying, "He's like, no, nah, I'm on vacation. That's all you, champ." <laughs> Right. He's like serving like he's look he looks like he's having the ball. He's chilling. We just goes back to the lack of accountability. Mm -hmm. You would rather you would rather blame someone that doesn't even freaking exist for real. Is the energy that exists that's not even a physical person. You would rather blame him for your actions when his reality is you doing it. Yeah. Take some accountability for it. Yeah. And really really this whole episode is really about looking in the mirror yeah and and then what you see when you look in the mirror don't not look at it look at it fully yeah and, and be okay why why it is the way it is and what you don't like and that, that could be your energy your spirit hell it might be your nose if you want to get a nose job do your thing but what you don't like fix it like if you're looking at yourself and you and you say you know you you wish that you were more confident or you wish that you know whatever if you if you need to build on your confidence, then start looking at looking researching how you can do that, or start doing things that make you feel confident. If painting makes you feel confident, go make, paint me something. Mm -hmm. If if writing a song makes you feel confident, go write you some songs. Do what you need to do to feed your spirit. That's where people are are lagging. Just do what you need to do to make sure you're okay. Yes, do what you do need to do to make sure you're okay. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself on a day-to-day -day basis you know don't let somebody else come have more awareness of you than you have of you exactly you should know all of your issues i'm not saying that it is it's not perfect but you should be seeking those things because those things when you start to observe those things is that's when you can begin to change those things yep until next time guys La, la, la. You've been listening to the Inner Wealth Podcast.
or EYL. Uh, uh, you like the Matrix Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Razcast, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.